Before we get started, I've been waiting to do this episode. Not particularly this total episode, but this topic for three fucking years now. Since the day we started doing these podcasts, I've been waiting to talk about this guy. And now we finally get to actually talk about him in a fight. I'm excited. We have not had a John Jones fight talked about. Never. Never. Now, we had John Jones winning a couple debates in the group. I don't want to talk about that. We've had that, but we got a fight coming, and we get to talk about it. So I hope you guys are ready for this, especially you actual UFC fans. You're going to actually understand what we're talking about here. And you casuals, you're going to enjoy it too as well because you're going to get some of my picks. And I'm absolutely on fire right now with our UFC picks. So you got to tune in for that because I'm telling you guys, I am on fire. 48, 8, and 1 on the year. Paul, I wish I'd bet more money because I'd be up a lot. But, hey, I mean – I don't know. I have a little rhythm there where if I think I bet a little bit too much, I lose. So I'm going to keep it little. So that way the people that follow me can win more money because I know there's a couple of you out there that follow my picks and that have been putting big money. You've been winning. You know, I'm not asking for anything. All I'm asking for is a shout out of Stoop Life. So please do it. But Paul, you ready for you ready for this episode? I actually got notes I'm going to be taking today. You ready? Let's go. All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. To another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. You guys already know the deal. We are the best sports podcast in Pennsylvania, and that's all because of you guys. You guys bring us topics to talk about. You share our stuff, so we thank you. Tonight's episode, as you already tell if you've been watching the feed and listening, I love this episode. I'm extremely hyped about this episode, and we got UFC 285 talk, the return of Johnny Bones Jones taking on the number one contender, Cyril Gain. But we got a couple other fights on this card that we're going to need to talk about. We got Valentina Shevchenko defending her belt. We got Shevkat Rachmanov fighting Jeff Neal. If you guys don't know that, you guys are going to have to look him up because that dude is an absolute animal. Yeah, we got a fire fight. Paul, Paul, this fight... People ask me, what is your favorite fight on this card? My favorite fight on this card is not even John Jones. I'm most hyped for John Jones, don't get me wrong. But my Absolutely. favorite fight on this card is Matisse Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. I, I can't yeah. wait for that fight because yeah. it's a last minute fill in fight, and both guys, like a win right for either one of these guys, jolts them. We got all you Pennsylvania people out there. You watch Pennsylvania, Penn State wrestling. We got this Bo is my Nickel. It's Bo Nickel. I think I'm, I'm hyped for this fight because we're going to talk about him too. He's talking all that shit already. Already talking shit. You know, we got a couple other guys on here. We got everybody knows Cody Garbrandt, no love. He's going to be getting no love from me. That's for sure. <laughs> we got uh, my guy, uh, Drekus Duplessis, shouting me out on Instagram. My guy, uh, he's fighting this time. I, I think it's a little disappointing. That he's, I, I don't know how... He he should be on the main main card. Sorry, Bo, but Drinker should be on the main card. This guy's a beast. We got my girl Amanda Rivas fighting Vivian Arojo. That's going to be a heck of a fight as well. And then we got we got up and comer Ian Gary, who if you didn't know is from Ireland. <laughs> He's fighting on this card too. Up and comer ten and zero. I'm just saying, like I don't think we've ever actually broke down a fight card before we actually talked about it. That's how good yeah. this fight card is, guys. Like it's decent. It's it's probably in my honest opinion, dating back, it's probably the best fight card I remember since John Jones Absolutely. failed a steroid test at UFC two hundred. Like <laughs> probably that probably how good it is, man. Uh like let me let me bring up my screen here because I forgot to do it here. But I just want to show like this this screen card of it. I gotta get him on the screen already. Look, Johnny Jones, he's on the screen. Game. Look, you got you got we have twelve ranked we have tw- twelve ranked fighters on this card. Twelve ranked fighters. The uh the overall win streak for this fight card is one oh one combination. That's a double of what the last fight card was. That's crazy. I mean that's just saying that's definitely wild. Now um we gotta start we're gonna start with Johnny Jones. I mean, obviously we're gonna start about with a John Jones fight. Um I'm going to break down the odds here. I, if you guys listened, I already did a breakdown of Jones and why I think he's the GOAT. But we're going to discuss his fight and break that down tonight. So we got John Jones coming into the fight. is the favorite at minus 166. 
Gain is the dog at plus 130. Four to be by knockout. We got Jones, plus 380. Gain, gone. Sorry, it's gone, right? I, I don't want to mess that up. It's gone. 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 We got gone, gone at plus 500. By submission, Jones, plus 700. Gone, plus 1,200. By decision, plus 180. Gone, plus 320. Fourth fight to go to the distance. They're saying yes, minus 128. The over-under is My four favorite. and a half. Four to go over is minus 140. So we see the stats here, Paul. You know, what's your first take on this fight? Because we already talked about this enough and how we wanted to see this particular fight, and we're getting it. So tell the people your original thoughts on this John jones Searle gain fight. First of all, like, uh, shout out to John Jones, the GOAT, man, for, for stepping up. And he's not taking on the weakest link, like, He's not taking on, you know, just a nobody. He's taking on Cyril Gan, who's a very technically sound heavyweight. Somebody who's very difficult to, to figure out. Um, I give, you know what, John Jones is the GOAT. I'm never, ever going to bet against him. But before I even t- say that, um, Gan's going to be a very difficult opponent for him. I, I think this is the, the hardest fight he could have had. A harder fight than Francis Ngannou, in my opinion. I agree. As crazy as that sounds, a way harder fight. Um, John's gonna be gonna have to be at the top of his game. He's gonna have to come in here and be very more technically sound. I agree. Now, if I'm gone, like if I'm if if I'm John Jones, though, I'm not I'm not striking. I'm not I'm not gonna sit there and and try to brawl, try to make this a a boxing match. I know I'm not gonna outbox you. Like I know I'm not gonna go in there and outbox you again. It's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I have a beautiful jab, and I'm a tall guy. I know how to keep the distance, but I'm not stupid. That's that's how that's how John has to go into this. He has to be able to basically not I wanna say bully him, get him to the ground. He has to he has to make Gan kinda do what he does bad, which is overthrow. And he has his his Gan's uh cage IQ is not great. It's uh, as much as I say he's a technically sound fighter, his weak point is his his cage IQ, meaning he doesn't know when to make he, he mixes it up at the wrong time in the clinch. He has a tendency of overthrowing. That's poor IQ. Um, now, if I'm gone, I'm saying, okay, listen, I'm making this a boring fucking fight. I'm going to make you come to me, yep. and I'm going to catch you with something, and you're not going to like it. Every time you come near me, I'm touching it because he's fast. He is faster than um, John Jones. He, his hands are faster. He's, he, I would probably – I won't say he's stronger because we don't know how strong John Jones is going to be at heavyweight. This Remember, John Jones never had – Never had power at light, light heavyweight, but everything else would hurt. Every every other limb hurts. <laughs> so I see it like this: the stays to the feet. Gon's gonna win this fight. It's just that simple. Like, and it's not it, that any real MMA fan know, yeah. would know if Gon if he sits up top with Gon, Gon's gonna pick him apart. He's eventually gonna say, "You're that that distance ain't shifting me." It's true. That distance, I like that. He's gonna say every time you throw, every time you throw a long ass jab, I'm, com- I'm, com- I'm coming inside of you. If that pause, whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stepping inside. I'm. <laughs> I said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dog, I got, I, I got to say pause. I got a New York fitted on. You're right gonna run away. Whoa, 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 pause. I gotta uh, say, I don't miss nothing. I don't miss nothing. What a minute we had on nothing. this. Eight, nine thirty. I got. I want to screenshot that motherfucker. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, keep going on. Keep going. On. I know what you said. Like I was saying. Like I was saying. Every time he throws that jab, it's a lazy. John has a lazy jab. It's straight, but it's not fast. But it's so it's it's effective. If I'm gone, I'm saying okay. You, I don't stay still. So when you throw this jab, you're gonna have to catch me sitting still. My head movement, I, I'm good at that. <laughs> so every time he throws that jab, I'm jumping inside, and then that body's that body's wide open to me. And what Gahan does, he might go left, but he when he, he it's like a juke move. When he goes left, he's coming back, bang, and he would he would have right. John got to figure that out if he stays up top. Like, oh, I got to be patient now. But if this goes to the ground, John's gonna be shot in the whole fight. As much as I, I seen how he escaped a couple on Francis Ngano, like when Ngano got him on the ground, he, he did escape. He did stand up a couple times. That's not John Jones. 
And I think if the fight goes to the ground, John's gonna beat the the, the bullshit out of him. And that's yeah. that's 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 not being disrespectful to Cyril Gan. But Cyril Gan gotta make this a boring fight as well. He gotta say, listen, I'm not throwing a punch unless you do. You're gonna chase me. You want me up against a Cajun grapple? I'm come to me. And I don't I gotta see where John is. Is he anxious? Is John gonna go in there and say, Oh, I gotta get him. I gotta get him. I gotta get him. This is my fight first fight back. Or is he gonna say, Okay, you wanna be boring? Okay, I'll be boring too. And <laughs> that's just how the fight's gonna go. But like I said, it's gonna be Gon's gonna need to have to stop him between the between the I would say probably the second or third round, or maybe no no, pause. Take that back. It's gonna have to be late because we're gonna see where uh John Jones cardio is gonna be. Or John's is gonna beat the shit out of five rounds on, on on the ground, and it's not gonna be a pretty fight for uh Cyril Gon. Yeah, that's just me. I agree with you. I mean, I can see this fight going anyway. It could be a it could be a submission. It could be a knockout. It could be anything. Um, my one my one question is about John Jones. Every single thing you just said, absolutely agree with. I absolutely agree with. I think John Jones is not the type of person that should strike with Cyril Gon. First off, ha- question question mark. How's he gonna t- like? He's never been he's never been stunned before. He's never been hit. Yeah. He's never been hit by a guy that weighs two hundred sixty five pounds either. You know, That's I true. mean, his brothers, his brothers probably hit him, but they're not mm-hmm. professional fighters. You know, they're not Cyril Gain. It's a little different. You know, um, your adrenaline's not there. It's gonna be a little. It's a little different adrenaline. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm curious to see how John reacts to the first time getting hit by Gone, even if it's in the clinch, exactly. and it's not. It's not a, a boom. You know, because even a jab by a guy like Cyril Gone, a kick like by Cyril Gone, who loves to throw kicks, it's yes. gonna feel a lot different. It's so how, how's John Jones going to wear that after first round, after the second round? Is it going to wear him down? Is his cardio going to be there? Because John Jones has always been a guy that his cardio is there. But always. my question always. is this. Please. The last five or six fights John Jones has been in, he tried to beat his opponent at the thing they were best at. Did, did that ingrain into his system, which that's what he's going to do? Is that going to be his fight style? Mm-hmm. Or is he going to come out and fight his best style? That's a big difference. If he tries to That's fight Cyril Gaon at Muay Thai kickboxing, we already seen what happened. He he fought Santos in that type of fight. He fought uh, you know, a Vitor, he beat Vitor, but he 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 fought Santos and a lot of people thought he didn't really win that fight. So if you're doing that against Cyril Gaon, you ain't gonna beat this guy at kickboxing. Nah. This guy will tear you apart. You know, and it's a little bit different getting getting hit by Santos, who was a former middleweight, and a guy yeah. like Cyril Gaon who's out there doing three sixty dunks. On, on 10 foot rims. I don't know if y'all saw that video, That's but Cyril Gaon is a freak <laughs> athlete. Now, that I want to go. Boy, yo. He's a beast. What do they feed him in France, bro? I don't know, but uh, he's, he's unbelievable. I mean, people forget this guy trained with Francis Nagano. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he lost to Francis Nagano, but like, Francis did some things that nobody expected him to do. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, he did get him in a couple submissions. At the same time, Francis had a blown out knee. He put him in a heel hook. Can you feel the heel hook when you have a broken knee? When you're, 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 it's already torn? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. So I don't know. Um, so bringing it back, bringing it back that why this fight is better than Jones versus Francis. Because everybody thinks, oh, Jones versus Francis would have been the fight. Jones would have ran through Francis. I he would kill so him. Because Francis, easily. easily. Cyril Gain is John Jones bigger. They do a little bit different things, but they are very versatile. Their favorite thing to do is throw a distance jab, hit you in the body, and throw the light kicks. They both do the same damn thing. Off camera. They both like to touch you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Off camera, we were talking about it. The one thing Cyril Gain does, he likes to overthrow, but a lot of times he he pulls you in against the tie fight, right? He brought tie in against the clinch, and tie hit him. He almost knocked him out. But Gain, Gon, I keep saying it wrong, Gon came back and he whooped him in that fight. Now, my question for you is this. Do you think that's a, a technique that Gon should use against Jones to lure him in? No. no. Don't overthrow him. Do not overthrow him on John Jones. Stay boring. If you if you feel like you're not you're gonna throw, you you're not gonna be successful yeah. at throwing this combo, stay boring. Like make him make you're gonna still have to make John throw. Like that's the bottom line. Do not try to go in there 
and overthrow. Like he, that's what scares me about Gon. I'm, I'm always gonna. Yep. I'm, that's my thing about him. I agree. I had a couple marks that I wrote down on Gon because, like, honestly, it, it's really hard to write a, a marks on someone like him that he's that very well rounded. Is that, um, that's nitpicking. The, and that's nitpicking. The two things that I wrote down are the two things that you would tell your heavyweight to do against a guy moving up in weight: clinch mm. and and, and uh, grapple. You don't want to do that against John Jones. And there were two yeah. bad things Gon isn't really good at. He's not he, – he, sorry, he's really good at the clinch. Like, he's, yeah. he's probably one of the best heavyweights at the clinch. But he's fighting the Already. best ever at the clinch. Already. Like, this guy invented <laughs> the clinch. Like, he literally – John Jones is the guy that, like, they started using the foot stomps, the backwards elbows, the, 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 yeah. the, the, the shin kicks. That's all from the clinch because of John Jones. Well, so, it's like – if you get John Jones into a clinch, this guy is not Francis. He has Francis is pure strength. So when Francis gets you on the ground, he didn't have the the long lifetime ability to do these different maneuvers, wrestling on top or on the bottom, whatever. Yeah. John Jones is people forget this guy is one of the best ever at the ground. You know when he takes you down, he keeps you down. Like he usually he fin- people forget he choked out Machida from a clinch standing up. So gone. Exactly. Literally, I still remember that too. That that was the nastiest walk off. It was unbelievable. It was it was probably the best submission I ever remember. I mean, there's probably other ones. Just just the fashion. Like Machida barely ever got submitted, and he did it to him standing up. Like, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean it's just the way he dropped. See, it's burning my mind just the way he cocked back and they said, Oh, that's enough. And he just dropped them and like I mean, like, we could sit yeah. here and talk about John Jones all day. But then, know, at the I end know. of the day, guys, this is the thing. He's coming off a three years rest, and he's moving up in weight class. I get it. It's John Jones. But three years moving up against a heavyweight, I'm curious to see how he does. I think uh, if we get a motivated John Jones, the guy that has, you know, 11, 11 title defenses straight, 18 straight wins, six finishes in title fights, that guy's not losing because his fight mm-hmm. IQ, we talk about gone, and his fight IQ is not great. That's what makes John Jones great. If you ever listen yeah. to other fighters talking about Jones, they go, dude, he just, he like knows what you're going to do and he listens to his coaches. And he has some of the best coaches. I mean, I get he probably has like 10 different coaches now since he's been kicked out of all these gyms. But <laughs> you, you bet your ass, uh, Jackson's there. He, he's coaching him. He's one of the best coaches ever. And uh, so, I mean, We'll see what happens. I think if we get a motivated John Jones, I, I don't know Brown. if he has. I don't, honestly don't know if he can finish Gon. Um, Gon Gon's tough guy to finish. Like even France had trouble there. Uh, I think. I think like you said about Gon. I hate to say it, but he's right. You're right. He needs to make it a boring fight. Like if you make it a boring yeah. fight against John Jones, we've seen what John Jones does in boring fights. He gets lazy, mm-hmm. and he does. And I think if Gon does that, he's gonna he's gonna take away from John Jones trying to to grapple with him, and he's gonna be able to get them leg kicks and then body shots in, which in essence is probably gonna hurt John Jones, who's out here yeah, not looking like a bodybuilder. You know, I don't know if you've seen the picture of him. Everybody's fat joking him now. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I I think he, I, I think. Uh, what do you expect 200-plus pounds on John Jones to look like? Exactly. Like he, if, the, <laughs> the funny thing is about the picture, if you look at him, he put no weight on his legs. None. Like, None. And I, I hear him. I understand that because I can't put weight on my legs either. So it's like, I get it. Like, <laughs> um, But with that being said, if we get the John Jones that showed up in his last five fights, Khan's going to knock him out in the second round. Like, If we get the guy that fought Smith, Santos, the last Gustafsson fight, the Reyes fight, John Reyes Jones is going to get whooped. And I, I find that very hard to, to happen, but there's a likelihood that that could happen. So for those of you out there that are taking Gon to win, you better take Gon to win by knockout or, or decision. I wouldn't even take the money line. Take the knockout or the submission. He's not, I mean, knockout or decision. He's going to win one of them ways. I don't have the line here because obviously that's not my pick, so I didn't write it down. But uh, I would take I would take that. But I didn't even bring these up, guys. I want to show how well rounded these fighters are before we move our make our picks. Look at this, Paul. So win by 
43% by knockout for Jones, 45 for Gone. 26 by submission for Jones, 27 for Gone. By decision, 30% for Jones, 27 for Gone. Ring time, 15.28 for Jones, 16.07 for Gone. Knockout average, 0.22 for Jones, 0.31 for Gone. How crazy. Like, virtually identical on how they finish fights. Unbelievable. Absolutely. But let's take it a step further. Let's look at their strikes. This is the crazy part. Landed per minute. Jones, 4.3 strikes landed per minute. Gone above him. Almost a full strike above him, 5.11. Strike percentage, 57% for John, 59 for Gone. Absorbed Ooh. per minute, 2.12 for Ooh. Jones, 2.25 for Gone. Defense, how they projected, uh, blocked the punch, is 64% for Jones, 62 for Gone. Now, don't get thrown away by these stats because even though they're very similar, Gone is a better stand-up guy. But, like, yeah. how crazy is that, that their win by and their significant strikes are all this, identical? That's why they, we they, love this fight. each other, that's why. I mean, it's crazy, but this is, this is what, similar. right here, this is why, why we're talking about Paul and why the grappling is very crucial for this fight. <laughs> Takedown average for John oh Jones, 1.85 per fight, 0.62 for Gone. Takedown accuracy, 44%. For Jones, 21% for Gone. Takedown defense, 95%. Number one in the UFC. John Jones, 55% for Gone. And then submission averages, they're both below right around 0.5. So it's like, these guys are virtually identical fighters. Um, There's a lot of question marks that come into this fight that we just talked about. Um, I'm willing to bet that the motivated John Jones is going to show up. Every single interview I've seen with him, he seems like, He's ready to get back into the cage. He's different. Um, the He's la- yeah, different. the last couple of fights that he had three, four years ago, he kind of just seemed like he just knew these guys couldn't beat him, which I I said that for years. He was just – he was basically doing what GSP did and practicing because um, people told him – remember when GSP was there? They're like, you you can't wrestle. You need to wrestle. And then he went out learned how to wrestle and then just dominated everybody wrestling. And then it was like, oh, you can't stand up anymore. And then he went out and dominated people standing up. Um those guys, that's that's like guys that are so good. But he can't do that against Gon because Gon mm-hmm. is pretty much good at everything. So it's like, all right, so you'll see. But um, what's your prediction for this fight, my man? What do we got? All right, so I'm going to go – it, it kind of pains me to say because I'm such a, a Gon guy and I love John at the same time. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jones five rounds. You know, uh, um yeah. I can't. I haven't seen John hurt for me to be like, oh, he's yeah. gonna stop him. If, if it's John not that it can't happen. It's gonna have to be fourth or fifth. Yeah, but I, I have John Jones winning by unanimous decision because I think he's gonna come in there motivated. Yeah, I agree. He's gonna be smart. I would love to see John Jones come out and get a knockout. <laughs> I really would. Uh, I, I, like we said, we don't. Have, he doesn't have the power. Uh, he like mm-hmm. we rarely point out power is kind of irrelevant with the type of striking John Jones has. Same thing with yeah. Gone. Like they strike the same. Uh, I would love to see John Jones come out and get a first round knockout and just say what's up, motherfuckers. <laughs> like I, I don't see that happening. I, you know, I'm I'm a biggest John Jones fan in the in the I ring, not outside of the ring, inside of the ring. As anybody, <laughs> like I've never missed this guy's fight. Like I remember we were at the that first Alexander Gustafsson fight. Where everybody thought he was losing. And it was my birthday. I asked Craig about this and Louie and all them. We were out at Tilted Kilt. And they ordered me <laughs> shots at the end of the fight. It was the championship Browns. And these fucking servers were coming over to me on my birthday. I was like, y'all better get the fuck away from me. Because if this guy loses the fight while you distract him, I'm going to throw his chair through the window. <laughs> and I, I, I had 100 bucks on the fight back then. And it was like, yo, like, that's life or death. You know, I'm like, yo, like my guy. I, that's how much I like John Jones. Like I've seen him fight twice. We went to we went to see him in Newark. He was my first fight I ever seen. I've seen his one of his last fights. Uh, I love this guy. I think he's just he's not he's not a character that I want my kids or anybody your kids to follow. But uh, if you're gonna learn from him inside the octagon, he'd be the guy I would like you to eat, like to be taught by. Um, but anyway, with that being said, I agree with you. I I can't go against John Jones. Um, if can't. if this was anybody else, Cyril Gain was fighting, you know, I'd be taking Cyril Gain. Like, I've taken him in every single fight of his career. I've taken him against Francis every fight. 
But I just find it hard to believe that this motivated John Jones is going to come out here and lose to a guy that is one and one in his last two fights, that no, has no wrestling experience in his in his life. He's the only heavyweight on the UFC roster that does not have any type of belt in in jiu-jitsu or sambo. And I think John Jones is going to exploit that. I think he's been he's been taunting him on his Twitter, on his Instagram, saying how he can't he can't wrestle, blah blah blah. He's bad at clinching. Typical John Jones to bring you in. And John only does that when he's legit serious about fighting, and he knows like he needs to do something to win. So I'm going John Jones first round knockout. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Um, I'm going with you. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a boring fight. <laughs> I think it's going to be a boring fight. That's the only way. Um, it's got to be boring. I think the most exciting good, good part about it is going to be just John Jones getting back into the cage. Yeah. Um, I'm taking John Jones by decision at plus one eighty. I'm also taking uh, over four and a half at minus one forty. I'm taking the distance at minus one twenty eight. And then, guys, if you want to take a, a better bet, that's going to get you, you know. Something safer, take John Jones' decision or submission. Double chance at plus 110. Because, like I said, he's probably not going to knock him out. If he does, sorry. I'll be happy, though. I won't have it, but I'll be happy. But I think John Jones is going to either submit him late in the fight or he's going to win by decision with uh, that. And I, I, I have to ask you one last question before we move on to Valentina. If John Jones loses this fight, what do you think that means for his legacy? Nothing at all. He's already, he's already the greatest. He's literally a, the the greatest MMA player of all time, dude. Is is he's stepping up? It's the same thing we said about Volk a couple of weeks ago. What's to do is like legacy stepping up and fighting yeah. and then one fifty five. Same thing with John. He's already still deal at one at at a uh, at light heavyweight. They, and he's he is the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, I agree. This, this has nothing to do with he. All, all this time, this is the most important fight of his career. So. Broken hand or not? I agree. I agree. So we got the next fight. We got the champion Valentina Shevchenko fighting the challenger Alexa Grasso. Now, if you guys are avid uh, UFC fans, you you're kind of scratching your head at this fight. Uh, Alexa Grasso didn't really deserve a title shot, but hey, there's really no one else for her to fight. Um, Shevchenko is the favorite at minus seven twenty. Grasso is at plus four fifty. Um, I'm not going to knock Grasso, though. She is 15-3. and three. She got four knockouts, one submission in her career. Um, she, yeah. Her only losses, I ain't going to knock her. This, she lost to Carla. She lost to Tatiana Suarez. She lost to Felisa Herrick, which are all pretty good fighters. Um, she's on a four-fight win streak right now, which is pretty good. And then we got Valentina Shevchenko. Paul, how many, how many uh, straight fights has Valentina won? Is she on her? Hold on. How many? Uh, Come on. Come on. She won? Nine straight. I'm pretty sure it's 16. Is it 16? No, it's that's that's Rob Rockmanov. Oh, see, <laughs> so Shevchenko's on an eight fight win streak, a seven eight straight. Win streak. She's dumb. She's she's defending her title seven straight, four finishes in seven fights. You know what's crazy? I, I brought that up that she has four finishes in seven of her fights because people forget that she's a beast. Like her last fight, she's, she almost, you know, she got almost got submitted, but she came back. She won the fight. She won the final three rounds of the fight to take it over. Um, and yeah. people, people look at her. Ah, oh, she's she's getting old. She's done. Like the two fights before her last fight, she had a knockout and a submission. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I really don't know what people are are seeing here. Like, what's your prediction for this fight? Valentina by a third round knockout. Yeah, I mean. I think she she knows the last fight wasn't great, so she has to perform great for this one. And plus, Valentina, if there's no if there's no other man in Nunez, Valentina might be the female goat. So, oh, yeah. if there's no man in Nunez, so my only my my question on what I want to talk about here is like if Valentina wins this fight, which she she should, what's it the next fight? She should fight Nunez again, right? I mean, she's gonna move up. She has to move up. She gotta move up. It's gonna be an order Nunes, who's you know fresh off a win. I don't know, man. Well, no. The only the only reason I'm saying is because what does staying in the flyweight division and win at all like does nothing for? So like she's she's one and two, zero and two against 
Nunez, but one of them was a split decision. Very um, close. Very both close. of them are kind of getting up there in age. They're not, you know, she's 35 or 36. Uh, Nunez, I forget how old Nunez is. I think 34. Um, mm. But, you know, both of them have been fighting for a while and winning for a while. So it's like if Valentina wins this fight, I mean, move up and fight. If it's not Nunez, then it should be an interim belt or something. I, a I just, legacy fight. Yeah, I just think it should be Nunez because I think uh, both these both these women are on different parts of their career now than when yeah. they first fought. And I, I just think it would be a perfect fight for either, you know, both of them to retire, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, they're due. Yeah, I mean, I, who, who else is Nunez going to fight? Like, she's on kind of on the same boat. Like, I get Pena beat her, but it's like, you shown you shown in the rematch. It's like yo, it was a fluke. Like yeah. she whooped her. Uh, so I, I I think Valentina fights her. Now if she loses. I mean, immediate rematch. So that's all we're talking about. Immediate rematch. Yeah. Uh, but I I think it, it would be a, a huge. We've seen upsets like this happen. Ala Nunez, where Alex Agrasso. I'm not gonna count her out. But I'm with you. I got Valentina Shevchenko by knockout at plus two thirty. And then I also took her decision knockout at minus one seventy. I think because uh, yeah, I mean you never know when you get in them title fights, it, it's tough to to finish people every single time. So uh, that's what I go there. Uh, we got another fight coming up. We got Shavgat Rachmanov against Joff Neal. Now, if you guys never seen Rachmanov, let me tell you something. This guy is in my books. He's number two. In my books, he's number two upcoming fighter. I'm still counting Hamzat because he's not a champion yet. So Hamzat and Rachmanov, they're one and two. And if you don't agree with me, then you probably watch some other type of fights. Uh, you probably don't watch any boy. of these guys because this guy is 16-0 and 0 with 16 finishes. He has eight knockouts and eight submissions. Like, only one of them went past round two. That's how, that's how dominant this guy is. Like, this guy will kick you in the head. And he will submit you in the same fight. Like, unbelievable. We got Rachmanov as the favorite right now at minus 590. Neil is plus 390 underdog. By knockout, Rachmanov plus 195. Jeff Neal plus 1,000. By submission, plus 170 for Rachmanov, plus 2,600 for Neil. And by decision, plus 310 for Rachmanov and plus 2,600, or sorry, plus 1,000. For Neil, I read the wrong one. Um, I like Jeff Neil though, Paul. That's my problem. Me too. I like Jeff Neil. I like too. him. Uh, I feel like this Tough is a guy. very he always hangs around, man. It's a very <laughs> gutsy fight for him. Um, I think the bad decision, but hey, I think it's uh, if he wins this fight, he's right there for a title shot. To be honest with you, I mean he uh, beat. I mean if you look who Jeff Neil beat, I mean he beat Bilal. I mean. He's the last. He's the last loss. He beat Vicente Luque. That was the. That was his last one. I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, he might. This might be. This is either a make you break you fight for Jeff Neal. So I think. Jeff Jeff Neal so, is like a hot and hot and cold patch that you put on. Yeah. He's so a like he gonna hit you one time. He's gonna be like, damn, that guy is unbelievable. And then he's gonna come <laughs> out and he's gonna get his ass whooped by Neil Magny. It's like, what? What is going on? Uh, Neil Magny's a good fighter, but it's like, dude, like you beat Bilal Muhammad, who hasn't lost since he fought you, and you really? lose to Ponzani. You lose to uh, who did he lose to here? Uh, yeah, yeah, he he lost to Magny. It's like, dude, um, I don't know. The thing is this: Rachmanov is an elite grappler who can strike. Yeah. Where Jeff Neal is a guy who is probably one of the best boxers in the division, but can he keep Rachmanov off of him? Because his takedown defense is very questionable, but he's proven in the last couple of fights that it's gotten better. And mm -hmm. you're going to need to get better against a guy like Rachmanov who can knock you out or submit you. Sure. So it's like, you don't really have any area to train. You know, if you guys look him up, you're going to see he looks like Khabib. He looks like Khabib. He yeah. wears a hat. He's from Kagestan. You yeah, guys probably, yeah, you guys probably recognize Kagestan from, uh, What's the, what's that movie? That guy was in. What the hell's his name? Borat. He's from Kagestan. Borat, I, was <laughs> I, I remember when he first came. I was like, I I remember this was maybe like two years ago. 
this guy was fighting, and Osmogulov was fighting, and they're both from Kagestan. I was like, where the hell is Kagestan? And I looked it up. First thing that pops up, Borat. And then I look I'm up the country. Too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, all right. They got some good fighters. Like, when they're elite, you know, they're pretty good. So, I mean, what's your prediction for this fight? You think uh, Neil has a shot? I think Neil does have a shot just because he, he's seen some of the best. Um, but Rocknops, he's just he, – he's on something. He's on fire. Yeah. And you know, I he's think he's going to toss Jeff Neil around. I, <laughs> like, I agree. Uh, I th- like I said, I think it's a bad fight for Jeff Neal. It's a terrible um, fight. But, but, but the, I mean. The thing is, you know, you got to take them shots in your career when you're getting up in age. Yeah. And you're trying. You know, I get it. So, I mean, you never know. That's why they fight. That's why they fight. Um, with that being said, guys, I recommend that you bet a Rockman of round two submission at plus 850. That's my bet. Um, cool but, like I said, he got he got eight knockouts and eight stand-up, eight, eight submissions. The only reason I think it's going to be a submission is because Jeff Neal is very good on his hands. So I think Rockman is going to exploit his weakness, which is takedown defense, and he's going to submit him. Um, I agree. And like I said, he's only been outside of round two one time in his whole career. So uh, round one submission, round two submission, that's my pick there. Uh, I like that. We're talking a lot about submissions here, so we're going to jump ahead. Since we're in the submission go, we're going to go with your boy, Bo Nick. Bo Nickel, fighting. Um, he's minus 2,200. Like, this guy's unbelievable. Minus 2,200 against Jamie Pickett, who's plus too. 870. And listen, I'm going to say this, guys. This guy hasn't proven to be wrong yet. <laughs> like, last time he was able to be better, he was minus 3,600, and he dominated the guy in 35 seconds. The time before that, he was minus... 2,800, and he won in under two minutes, uh, both by submission, and he has a knockout, so he's 3-0 and in his career. Penn State alum, this dude is a three-time national champion, right, or is it four? Yeah, three-time one, three? one of the most decorated champions in, uh, in CWL. So you Washington. like this guy a lot, right? You a big fan of him? I like him. I do. I've seen his come up, and uh He's not bad. He's not a three and zero. I think it's kind of kind of hyping him up a little bit, and you're putting him against a crafty veteran like Bickett. But you know the thing is, uh, these guys that come off the Dana White Contender Series, they're good, yeah. but they never look good. as good yeah. as him. He does use like, pretty well. Like think about it. Like he's looked better than every single one of them by a land shot. Yeah. You know, uh, he's he's an elite grappler. Like he's not just a wrestler. He's a hell of a grappler, and somehow I guess he used to get in a lot of boxing fights at Penn State because he got hands. <laughs> he does, fast. Yeah, dude. He is quick. He's uh, fast. I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but you know, hey. I'm, I'm not the type of person that likes to get on the hype trains. Uh, you know, Patty, yeah, Patty the Batty, he was one of them. You know, uh, you never know with these guys. They got to get on a main event and see what they do. But I'm looking at these odds, Paul. And I, I'm very questionable on on why they're like they are. Not the minus twenty two hundred. I get that, but if I he's minus twenty two hundred, why is he only minus one fifty five to win by submission when that's what he does? Yeah, I was like, wait, that don't make any sense. So obviously, my recommendation is I got a bunch of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't see this fight going a distance. We all know yeah. the the first fight on UFC cards are always always electrifying Action. finishes. I think it's going to happen this way. That's why I don't get the odds for it. My my prediction for this is Paul is to bet submission at minus one fifty five for Bo Nickel, to bet a round one submission at minus one hundred five for Bo Nickel. Also bet a round two submission for Bo Nickel <laughs> at plus 750 and throw a couple more bucks on a round three submission for mm-hmm. Bo Nickel at plus 2100 because I don't see any way that he does not win this fight by submission. I am very confident in it. That's probably going to be my lock of the night, even though this guy's never even fallen on pay-per-view. That's how damn good he is. That's he is he's amazing, man. He's <laughs> I'm like you. I don't like to jump on the hype trains, but I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy work. And he's definitely he's somebody that's gonna he's he's gonna shake it up if he if he starts making a name for himself in the UFC. Plus, he's a decorated amateur wrestler. Yeah, he I, should be an Olympian. I hope he pans out. I do because this guy's talking all the shit. He's talking about how he wants to fight Hamzat already, 
And I, I like yeah, he's not just saying it. Like he's not just saying that to get clout. Like he really like he wants him. He wants to fight him right now. Um, I I don't. Hey, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that happen. That a guy literally comes into the UFC, fights one, and then moves all the way up to number one. Um, Alex uh, Pereira. Alex, that's it. Uh, Pereira did it last year. So, hey, yeah, I mean, 10, 10 years ago, it would never happen. You got to fight 10, 15 fights to get into even the, the rankings. But, hey, now UFCs, they need a star. So, if he comes out here and puts on a performance, his Instagram followers are going to go way up. He's, I, don't know if, I don't know if they will make him a star, though. He's a baby face, in my opinion. He's more of a... I mean, oh, decorated wrestler, you know? Yeah, but he's a shit talker, and that's what the he UFC likes. He is definitely a shit talker. He is definitely a shit talker. You're right about that. You know, you got the whole you got the whole wrestling world that knows who he is, that yeah. they'll start watching UFC because someone like him's in it, even though they probably already watch it. But, you know, um, they might buy the $100 pay-per-views then. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your, what's your prediction for this fight? Bow by submission. All right. We agree. But when I say this, though, it's not, it's not any disrespect because – Jimmy Pickett has been around the block a couple times. He's a t- and he's a tough he's a tough edge out for anybody. He's a tough showdown for anybody. But I got to roll with the kid. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a bad matchup for him for uh, Pickett. Um, could be fighter tonight though because we can see we can see Pickett make him like make it to a slug fight. Yeah, good. I'm gonna go with Bo. Yeah, Bo, I'm going with the Bo knows wrestling. Bo knows wrestling. Yeah. So now we gotta talk about my favorite fight on the fight card. We got Jalen Turner versus Gamrot. Turner is the underdog of this fight at plus 172, and Gamrat is minus 225. I give credit to both these guys because Jalen Turner was originally slated to fight Dan Hooker, who yeah, got out of the fight maybe like a month ago. Gamrat is was 20, 20 and 2. He's right there for a title shot. He didn't have yeah. to take this shot. He ste- he's stepping in short notice to fight someone who's ranked below him. And I think that's a ballsy call. Um, I think it's very ballsy call because the matchup that these guys have, they are complete opposite of each other. <laughs> like they are complete opposite. Jalen Turner likes to throw heavy hands. Gamrat likes mm, to throw Gamrat. heavy legs. Gamrat yeah. likes to take you down. Jalen Turner likes to uh, take you down as well, though sometimes, but with power. Uh, this fight's crazy because. J- like when you look at records, Jalen Turner's thirteen and five. He's seven and two in the UFC though. Seven yeah, and two in the UFC. He's he's on a five fight win streak with five that's finishes. Nice. Submission, knockout, submission, submission, KO. All of those submissions though were started by a strike landed that knocked his opponent down. He hasn't beat any huge name fighters yet, no. but man, this guy has. I think he's one of the best up and comer fighters. I think a loss in this fight doesn't really hurt him at all. I think, if anything, it's an experience. He's only 27 years old, which is young now in UFC. But Gamrat, like, people people don't even really know this guy. Like, have you seen this guy fight a lot at all? Because I know most people that I talk to about UFC maybe seen this guy fight one time. Well, i tell you this. I've seen him fuck up Jeremy Stevenson. <laughs> that, bo- that body shot, leg kick that he took him down with, he, he almost killed his kidneys. But... That was I mean, nasty. he uh, he he was an underdog in that Tizorian fight. I don't know how to say the name. Uh, he was an underdog in that fight, and he he went out there and whooped him, like he whooped him. That that was one of the first times I really seen him fight, and it was on the ESPN uh, fight night card. And he was the underdog, and I took Tizorian. I took Tizorian. I took him, and camera went out there and just he put on a clinic. Of of just his his ability, his low leg kicks, man. You know me. I I talk about a lot in the UFC. Low leg kicks are gonna win you fights. They they really are. Yeah, like it's so, like a great job. Yeah, and he's very efficient at doing them. So he has seven knockouts, five submissions. He's very good at wrestling. He's very good at grappling. He can take you down. Jalen Turner is a dirty boxer. That's why I like him. Yeah. He's a street fight boxer. Scrappy, man. He's he scrappy. I, I do enjoy, enjoy watching this kid fight. I do. I think uh, the Tarantula is one of the up-and-comers. I think he's in the top 10, in my opinion. Uh, not not in UFC, but like up-comer fighters. He's yeah. got to be there. So yeah, you guys got to tune in for this fight because this you talk about that Bo might be a slugfest. This, this could be a slugfest fight too because be. like b- both these guys want to get a finish and they want to they get that extra bonus. 
They're the type of guys that want to get bonuses, you know. Uh, what's your prediction for this fight? We got, like I said, uh, Gamrot is the favorite at minus one. I'm gonna go with Gar- I'm gonna go with Gamrot because uh, I think this kid after losing the uh, Dar- Darius, I think he's gonna come back and be like, "Fuck it, I need, to- I really need to make a name for myself." And I know, I know what I can do, and I'm going up against an up and comer. They're testing me, so exactly. I'm not. I'm not going to be. The, I'm not going to be the one the kid walks over to get it, make a name for himself. No, not me. No, no. <laughs> I want a title shot. Forget the rest. Hey, I, I mean, I hate disagree with you there because I, I. You're right. You are right. Uh, and that Darius fight, like he didn't get dominated, and Darius dominates no. everybody. Like he kills everybody. He you talk about yeah. we need the Gon Jones fight to be boring. Darius fights are boring, and he made that fight entertaining. Always. You know, yeah. uh, he's like. He's really good though, but like Gamrat, I'm a big fan of, and that's the problem. But I, I'm a bigger fan. I'm a bigger fan of Jalen Turner, and I, like I feel J- like, like Jalen Turner too. But like, I just, dude, I, don't know, man. I just think I gotta roll. I gotta roll with the guy who's my guy. I know I, he. I know he wants a title shot. He he's a step yeah. closer to a title shot than the young boy is. Exactly. So I think in his head, he's like, nah, you ain't taking me. You not honestly. I think if Gamrat loses this fight, he may never get a title shot. Exactly. To be honest with you, uh, where it's the opposite for Turner. Like, if he loses this fight, he's still got, you know, it's a short notice fight. He's taking a guy who's better yeah. than him. Like, he yeah. would have whooped Dan Hooker. Let's be real. He would have whooped Dan Hooker. He would have. Yeah. Like, I think Dan Hooker, what I mean, Dan Hooker I mean, does is he schedules fights against guys that have five plus win streaks just that his little, his losses in a row don't look bad. Like, go look at Dan <laughs> Hooker's previous fights. Michael Chandler, you know, he scheduled Jalen Turner. Or he, he got his ass whooped by Rachmanov. Like, uh, all these guys, like he fights good fighters and he gets killed. I think he just wants to collect a paycheck, and maybe he might he might get fifty grand for being the knockout of the night. I don't know, but he he's not in this fight, and it Listen, makes it it makes it such a better fight. He beat, he beat my man from Philly, from South Philly. I'm just, I have never liked Dan Hooker after that. Yeah, he beat Paul Felder, and I've never liked him after that. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the Hangman is he's done. Uh, but. I, I don't agree with you in this fight. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong because you, you are right, like what was going to happen. But I just think the the dirty boxing and the length of Jalen Turner, I, I just like it too much. You know me, I, like the guys that have them, them long arms, the long kicks, I just yeah. like, they're so hard to figure out and so hard to beat that like Gamrot has never fought a guy like this. But on, yeah. obviously Turner never fought a guy like him either. Um, but I just think he he's, he has it, man. I'm telling you, like this guy is like he has the flash, like, and he's not a hype train because nobody's really talking about him. So I like yeah. him. So I'm taking I'm taking Jalen Turner upset plus one seventy two. I'm taking Jalen Turner by knockout round three. I'm taking it plus four sixty by knockout. Now I'm not very confident in that because Gamrat is a beast and everything you said is true. So kind of that that's kind of like one of my picks that I like I like. But it's it's at the bottom of my my, my favorites here, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be the best fight of the night. So yeah, I agree. I don't know. Could be, could you be, know? it could be. But we we got a couple fights on the undercard that we need to talk about real quick. We're not gonna really break into them because there's too much. I can sit here for hours. But we need to talk about Cody Garbrandt come back. How oh, quick boy, does he get knocked out? Me. How quick does I he get knocked out? About him. <laughs> he is the favorite in this fight against uh, Trevin Jones. At minus 178. Now, I got to point out something that you always say. Streaks are always meant to be broken. So which streak will be broken? The 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 uh, the, the, jawless, the jawless Cody Garbrandt streak or the two-fight losing streak for Trevin Jones? I think the two-fight losing streak is going to uh, stop. Uh, you know, the problem is with this, is- everybody's taking Trevin Jones because they're like, yo, Cody's done. It's like it's just a bad he's gonna fucking win. Man. It's a bad matchup. <laughs> it's like you can't have a bad jaw, a bad like when your chin goes, your chin goes. You can't do nothing about yeah. it. It's, it's not your fault. Like it is what it is. Like it happens. Some fighters it happens faster. Some you know later. It real fast for Cody though. Yeah. Real fast. You know I mean, hey, what that's what happens when you win the title and then you don't train and then you yeah. you talk all the shit and then you keep your jaw open, like. He brought it on himself because yeah. we remember how good he was, and then all of a sudden, he was. boom! And it was his own doing. It was his own doing. Uh, I agree with you. I had Trevin Jones there. Um, we got to talk about my my 
my guy who should be on the main event, Drickus Duplessis. He's minus 250 favorite against Derek Brunson. It's a big motherfucker. Now, guys, you got to go watch the guy. He's from South Africa. He's a, like, dude is swole as fuck. <laughs> like, the dude is swole as fuck. He's strong as shit. And he is a kickboxer who is a, a ground-based fighter. I Like, those in 10 years are going to be the fighters that take over. Like, if you have striking and you can throw head kicks and then you're elite on the ground, it's going to be very hard to beat. But Wait, is got- he coming out the same gym as uh, Izzy? Yeah, he fights the same Street? one. Yeah, they Damn, all fight dude. the same one. That's all they do is pump out contenders like dude. this. And I'm pretty sure on the last two fight cards, they went undefeated. Uh, them and Kill Cliff, Usman's camp, they went undefeated. I'm bringing that up because we got another guy on the fight card that's from there. Um, so if you guys ever see uh, their fight cards, their their gyms, just take them. You know, they're likely going to win. They're always going to be contenders. But the problem is he's fighting He's fighting Derek Brunson, who, like, you like to overlook him. But then when you do, you know, he could very easily be the champion right now if he didn't fucking get caught and get knocked out by Conier because he was winning that fight. And then Conier yeah, got the title shot. You know, it, it could have went a lot different if if he would have finished that submission in that first round for Derek Brunson. Uh, I got I got for this fight, I got my guy Duplessis submission plus five hundred. I also got him being around three submission at plus thirty five hundred. I don't know what you have, but I think it's gonna be a submission win for Duplessis. He's already uh, he was talking about his disappointment on how all he does is pump out finishes, and he's not on a pay per view. He's kind of disrespected by it, so I think he's gonna he's gonna have a finish. I think he's gonna have a finish in this fight. What do you think? You think Brunson's gonna have a comeback with? The, yeah, I will say this: he is blonde Brunson. He's pretty good when he's blonde Brunson. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, that weighs me a little bit more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit more, you know. Hey, hey uh, I'm, I, it's my Dennis Rodman mode now. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna actually roll with your boy by 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 uh, a submission too. All right, I like it. I like it. We get, we got another fight. We got two chicks fighting on this card. We got Amanda Rivas versus Vivian Arajo. Now, like this is a fight that one of these girls is gonna get a title shot within their next two shots. Yeah, one of these win. girls are definitely um, those up. I'm a big fan of Amanda Rivas, even though she lost uh, one of her other fights that she let me down. I forget which fight it was. Um, Lamos. Was it Lamos? I think it was Amanda Lamos. She lost to Lamos. Um, but this is a tough fight because it went back and forth. Like on the odds, um, it was originally minus 122 Arejo to win. Now it's minus 122 for Rebus to win. Like, I know a lot of people don't really like watching these these women fights, but when you no, get they get it in. Yo, hold like, on. First of all, the especially Amanda Rebus, they, they they get it in. Like, if you actually yeah. watch them, they're trying hard. Like, we got we got Brazil. When a Brazilian woman is fighting, they put the work in. Like they're they do. Yeah, they're interesting fights here. So what do you got for this fight? I'm going. I'm going Ribis. She, I think she wants. She wants a, a title shot, and it's the only way she's going to get it right I, now. I hope she wins that, this that fight. That lost it. Listen, that that lost to Katie um, Kugian. That was bad. Let's be real. Oh, could, oh yeah. It was a split decision, though. It you know, was a split, you, so you, hear some, you hear something funny about that? Now you bring that up. Now I remember. So Caitlin Chohagan. Was remember I always talk about like I'm a big live better for UFC. I like how they walk out. So Caitlin Chohagan was fighting um, Amanda Rebus, right? And I was a big fan of Amanda Rebus, so I had Amanda Rebus in that fight. And then Chohagan came out that fight, DMX, and I immediately knew Chohagan's winning the fight. And me and Craig are sitting here and we're like, I thought you're all you're all hype on Rebus. I was like, nah, like. Sorry, and and she ended up winning. It was like, damn! Now I remember that fight. I probably blocked out my memory because I wanted I wanted Revis, but I got Revis as well. I think it'll be a decision fight. Uh, could be a submission, but I got I got her uh, money. I got her decision plus one fifty five. Uh, we got a couple other fights, but let's talk about Ian Gary, ten and zero, fighting out of Ireland. I don't know what to think of this guy. Um, not as swag. Listen, he he's not as swaggier as as Connor, but he definitely gets the job done. Yeah, you know, you know um, my thing about him, he's hyped without being hyped. If that makes sense, like yeah. they don't they don't advertise him a lot. No. But 
whenever they talk about it, they're like, oh, this guy's going to knock people out, this and that. I'm yet to see that. I'm yet to see I see a guy who is very, very good at boxing. He is very good at takedown defense. Haven't seen him on the ground yet. He's one of them guys that gets up when he gets down. I haven't seen him caught yet because he's very lengthy. But I haven't seen the, you know, this guy, I haven't seen any, any championship blood in him. I'm not knocking him at all because he wins his fights. But to win your fights against amateur fighters, you got to finish them. You know, like, when you get into the title shots and all, I get it. Like, they're all elite. They're coming for you. It's harder to stop them. But, you know, he he needs to come out in this fight and win by knockout. I'm sorry. I, like, I think he knows it. He just had a kid. So, hey, he gonna, you already know, Paul, what happens when these fighters are fighting their first fight with their kid. What happens? Yeah. They show out. They show out. Even though it's yeah. a, yeah, a newborn, obviously. I don't know. They just have that, that adrenaline in them. So, I don't know what you're taking. Nia has been. Nia has Yeah, well, she got COVID and all that type of bullshit. Like, yeah, she looked, she didn't look good when she came into that fight. So, I mean, Ian Gary's minus uh, 670. I'm taking him by knockout round two at plus 500. I, I think he's going to finish the fight here. You know, uh, I don't know what you think. Probably decision. That's what I would bet. But you think Ian Gary's going to show out? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, like you say, he's a hype job by not being a hype job. Yeah. I think this fight's going to make him the hype, a hype job. So, I like I do like this guy though, man. Even though I was wrong when I when I was picking where he's from, I actually <laughs> forgot he was from Ireland. Well, he looks like an American. <laughs> I like this guy, man. Well, his, I like his, this guy. his last name is Hyphen, so he's actually Ian Machado Gary. His wife's Brazilian, and she he, yeah, his wife's Brazilian. There, there was a story on why he took the name. I forget. I, I whatever. Um, but yeah, he's he's, he's uh, a real one for that. Shout out to my man. He's a real one. For that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, but yeah, I like him. Sure now, I didn't, I'm not going to talk about any of the other fights, but I do want to give you guys one more pick. I have an upset. Um, we got we got an eight no fighter for Reed Bashart. He's minus four eighty. He's fighting Damon Blackshear, who's plus three thirty. This guy has been training with John Jones since his day one of his career. He's fighting out of Winklevock. Like if you guys watch this guy on his Instagram, his videos that he puts up, dude's a beast. Like. Dude is an animal. It kind of reminds me of um, what's his name? The dude with the the, the ear, the Puerto Rican guy, the Cuban guy. I can't think of his name. Yoel Romero. Yoel. It kind of reminds me of Yoel with the way that he fights. He's just like a brute force, Explosive. like a beast. And Man. I was very surprised that he was a plus three thirty underdog here coming out of that camp and being like he's he's a beast. Like he's a former champion in other divisions. He was on uh, one of the Dana White shows. So if you guys are looking for an underdog bet, it's the second fight of the night. Damon Blackshear, I like it. I think it could be an upset of the night. So take that in. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about, Pauly? No, not really. um, Just uh, tune in for that that Bones Jones fight, man, because I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I think think I'm more excited about the the comeback of, of the GOAT. Like, we never... Never in a million years. I'm gonna keep a road trip. I didn't think John Jones was ever gonna come back to the UFC. Yeah, me either. Thought he was done. I, I thought we saw the last of him when he, when he fought Tiago. I thought it was, I thought that was it after that. But man, it's good. It's good to have the goat back, man. Yeah, I I, I really like hope for his legacy that he gets a win here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping for it too. It's good. it won't clean his record up, but it's definitely gonna make people be like, okay, he's still a bad. Well, man. actually, we didn't even talk about his record there. You know, we didn't talk about a steroid fails, which if he failed a steroid test now, it wouldn't even be a fail. So for all of you out there, just just FYI, uh, I, whatever. I don't think it matters. Uh, but that fight's interesting. Uh, I find it ironic, too. I forgot to bring it up. Um, they haven't really been interviewing Cyril Gunn. So, like, like, he hasn't really been on talking a lot, which is kind of um, like... Did you, did you see the, uh, the Embedded? Yeah. I mean, he actually talks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I meant like if you're watching like the build up the fight week. Yeah. It's not his style. It's never been gone. It, gone. First of all, he's a no disrespect French guy who, who has good English, but he's not a shit talker. Yeah. He's kind of more of a. The only, the only thing that he did say coming up to the fight was, oh, I wasn't really training that hard up to the fight. And John Jones is like, 
I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, whatever, well, dude. You might have a broken hand, so. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even bring that up because I don't, we don't know hand. anything. He might, be, he might not be throwing that right hand a lot. Yeah, I think he might if, be a full listen, softball. like, if he does have a broken left or right hand, that changes the whole fight. Uh, I mean, it does. Not too much, though. Like, not as much as people think because he's a nah, very he heavy, he's a very lefty heavy kicker yeah. so i mean it could be so, like you never know with things like that so, like you said earlier in the text like it might be swollen for fighting it doesn't look like it's swollen it looks like he has a broken fucking hand from recovery of the tie fight but then again he could use that something to lure john jones in yeah i mean you never know Jones. you never know i mean you want to get any advantage you can against a title shot especially against someone like john jones so you never know i don't know hope i i hope that he does not have something happen to him that where he can't fight. Uh, if he does, it's going to be Pavlovic against Jones, and that's that's a whole different talk. That's that's a whole different fight. <laughs> that is definitely a whole different fight. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I'm with you guys. Tune into the fight. Hope you liked what we had to say. Hope it helped you out. And uh, go win some bets, Paulie. Good talk, brother. Absolutely, <laughs> man. All right, guys, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. We'll get at y'all later, man.